0: Season 4, Episode 3, The Band and the Batfish.
1: Okay, Venus, you've got new soil, I've got on my secret bedroom slippers, and nobody's in our office to bother us. Time to finish this paperwork. Ugh, it's one of those dumb zoning request forms. For residential use of a garbage heap. Hey, it's from Ronnie B. Roach. We know him. He's the loud man from the dump. And the first thing we do is check his parcel description. I know. I don't like paperwork either, but we have to do it. Because we run this town, Venus. That's just the facts. And part of it is zoning forms. Are you okay, Venus? He's a girl. We can have breakfast in a minute. Oh, come on. Look at this. He wrote N-A in, like, all of the fields on this form. It's not N-A just because you don't want to fill out the form, Ronnie. The questions are applicable. That's why they're there. They apply to you. Oh, it's okay. Don't be upset. We just have to get Ronnie a new form, don't we? And maybe underline all of the places. Venus, what's happening? What the...
2: Benita von Wingenkamp, attend to my voice!
1: Chip? Chip, is that you?
2: It's me, Benita, speaking to you from the other side of the Forbidden Bridge!
1: But how? Are you talking through my desk plant?
2: That's right, Nita. Mr. Thorne made a tree network so I can call you all the time now. Albert's here, too.
3: Hello, Nita.
1: Oh my God! That's great. That's amazing. Actually, I'm really glad you're okay. Even though you snuck off in that wagon when we all agreed on who was supposed to go. And oh hey, did you take my snack bars?
2: Mmm, in a not applicable.
0: Y'all in, Cattle Holler. <laughs> Colonel Holler, Colonel Holler. Colonel Holler, Colonel Holler. Colonel Holler, Colonel Holler. Colonel holler, Colonel
4: holler,
1: Colonel Holland, Colonel Holler! Colonel
0: Holler! Colonel Holler! Colonel Holler! Kirtle holler. Kirtle holler, kirtle holler!
3: Welcome to your afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Chip, we're into a fresh new day and our doll companions haven't yet woken up from their doll sleep. So, what do you make of the fact that former real housewife of Colonel Holler, Phoebe LaVon Snap, is now a featured performer on a radio station out here in the Nairdwell, A radio station on which she seems to be the sole participant.
1: And now it's time for the morning traffic reports on the Eds, baby. There is no traffic, because once again, the poor people out here in Radioland got some cars, baby. I'll be back for the weather report once the squirrel who tell me weather returned from his squirrel house.
2: Well, Albert, first of all, it seems that her flagship program is the one she calls Real Housewife of Elsewhere Council Custody. That's the one that Buddy and Susan were such fans of. And if we're speculating, I'm pretty sure that the squirrel who tells her the weather report is more of a frenemy than a friend.
3: If we're in broadcast distance of a radio program put on by a person in Elsewhere Council custody, then we must be incredibly close to finding them, Chip.
5: I think
2: we are, Albert. The sparkles are directly overhead. They could be anywhere around here. So I'd better get in some adventure barding before (laughs) we meet
3: the council. Proceed.
2: Well... It was kinda sad to say goodbye to Mr. Thorne, but we'll see him all the time, cause he's a tree telephone, and I'm gonna use his roots to talk to the town and see how it's going and the gossip going round. Your turn, Albert, or are you
3: busy? Yes, Chip, I'm kinda busy, cause I'm drawing on my map, and I wanna be meticulous, so let me finish that. Good
2: verse, Albert.
3: <clears throat> now. Hey, Lily Lolly, here's another thing we did. We did a quest for some
2: rocks, and we made a new friend. And his name was Alfonso, and he was a lonely troll. And he made us take some dollies, but we didn't know.
4: What's with the ruckus, mister? Yeah, what's
2: all the ruckus?
3: That they were alive, and now here they are. And it's Buddy and Susan, and they traveled very far. Good morning, Mr. Buddy and Susan. Did y'all sleep all right in that backpack?
1: Snug as bugs in rugs. We feel fresh as daisies, mister. And we already had our breakfasts. You
3: already had your breakfasts? What did you eat?
2: Health bars! Bars. They were out
4: of sight.
3: Well, if you two have enjoyed those health bars, I think that is very catawombus. Don't you, Chip? That is quite catawambus indeed,
2: Albert. Now one more verse to catch us up. Hey! Whoa, Julie! Whoa!
3: What is it, Chip?
2: (laughs) This is it! The terminus of the sparkle vision path! All the sparkles begin right around that Is that a cabin?
3: Full scribe log cabin set off a small footpath. There seem to be lights on. Yeah, it looks like Lincoln logs. Well, gang, shall we go knock on the door and find out the fateful origin of Chip's famous sparkle vision?
4: Carawumbus!
3: Welcome
1: to jail, Bonita. Thought I heard you stomping around out here in this hallway. Uh, high heels. Thank you, Sheriff. Anyway, I came to check on Batsinger and the diary. I heard he made some progress on the translation and wants to talk. Whatever that means. Okay, before you go in there, we gotta talk some more about your prisoner. Here we go. Sometime in the evening, he come up with his list. You know, talking about demands for... All that translating he done, and it's too much, caretaker. Made me so mad I can't see straight. Ugh, let me see. Now, look here, talking about a desk and a name plaque like he's still somebody around this place. One monogram cape. Put no Two layers. pairs of pointy shoes. Thanks, these big, clickety kind of pencils. No, that's enough. Nope, the worst one nope. Of all. nope. Not gonna do that or that. That's what I said. That's what I said. Oh, look. Cosmic slime for town domination. Oh, he must've snuck that in there. Deputy Terry, how come we miss Cosmic Slime on that sorry list of Belford Batsinger? We was too mad, Sheriff! That's okay, let me hang on to this. I'm going in now.
0: Miss Bond Camp, you come all this way to see yours truly?
1: You ain't getting no Cosmic Slime, Belford Batsinger.
2: Cabin dweller, we come in peace. I'm Chip Clearly, a handsome, invisible adventurer. These are my associates, Albert Ghost, he's a very smart sheet ghost, and Susan and Mr. Buddy. They're a couple of dolls dressed like little kid cowboys.
1: Cowboy and cowgirl, excuse me.
2: Uh, Cowboy and cowgirl, may we come in?
1: Holy shnikey babies, I know you from Halloween Town. It's caretaker Ghost and detective Mummy. Forgive me, cowboy and cowgirl. Fibula do not know you, babies.
3: Buddy, it's her! We're your true blue
1: fans, lady! We love your radio show! Okay, the dollies are hugging my legs now. This is weird, babies. Walk us over to the squirrel! Yeah, we want to meet the squirrel! Okay, babies, he's in this window. I can't believe
3: we're gonna meet the squirrel. (laughs) Well, Fibula, it seems like you're doing well out here in the middle of nowhere. Are you still awaiting trial by the Elsewhere Council?
2: Yeah, from when you kept pointing a music box at people and zapping them at the etherweb ghosts while their bodies were reduced to dust. Do you remember that, Albert?
3: Yes, Chip, I remember the music box murders. Who could forget? Yes, baby, they're gonna decide what to do with Fibula and her loty ways, but between you and me,
1: it's been a mess over there since the big boom. Fibula has Elsewhere, man. But. Who knows what they are gonna do?
3: You have your own Elsewhere Council agent? Do you see them regularly? Yes, baby, he come regular to check on me. But he never went to be on my show. Hey, lady!
1: What's this pine cone doing here? Yeah, what is it? Oh, you call yourself True Blue Fan? But you do not recognize my cool star? Lady, lady Brown, Brown hair. hair! She's always up drama.
3: Well, Fabula, I applaud you for the constructive use of your time out here. I see you have a rudimentary studio, several pine cones wearing needles and mushroom hats, which I assume to be your other co-stars. Cone Vandercap and his wife, Pointy. They're fabulous, baby. And an editing suite with portable computer. Did the council provide you with these supplies? No, no, baby. I have Etherweb boyfriend.
1: He buy me all these things. Oh, look, he sent me a message now. I met him on E C Cupid. He's very rich and lonesome.
2: DVS says, if the stars and moon would but stand out of the way, yours would be the most luminous beauty in all the land. I hope you like the packets of noodles I sent from your commissary wish list.
1: What a poet!
3: Yes, baby, he is a lovely, lonely
1: man. But he never want to talk with webcam on. I asked him for picture. He sent me a picture of old time Earth movie star. Why is that, baby?
2: Well, Fibula, you may be dealing with a batfish. It's when you fake out people on the ether web by pretending to be someone else.
1: Hmm. Maybe he do be batfish, baby. His screen name is DVS. That means he's Devious, baby. You seem like expert. Do you want to talk about it on Fibula's radio talk show?
2: I would love to be on your talk show, Fibula. Say, are there any green room snacks available? Perhaps some noodles from the commissary?
1: Sure, baby. Let's make them real quick.
3: Squirrel, go tell Bird to turn on kettle.
4: We'll be the studio
0: audience. Yeah,
3: we'll ask questions. Well, it seems like we're going to be out here a little while. I'll go back outside and get Julie settled. She's our pack mule. Bring Julie to window, baby. She could be on shot, too.
4: Yeah!
0: Miss Von Wingenkamp, always a pleasure. I assume you have received my list of very
1: reasonable requirements. I really hope you've been working on those translations, Batsinger, because I'm too busy for your stuff today.
0: Oh, but I was hoping we could visit first, before we got into all this business about my daddy's diary.
1: Sorry, busy? You know, caretaker stuff.
0: I wonder how you come to be caretaker in the first place. Seems to me, only a matter of terrible importance could make Albert Ghost abandon his station. And I can't help but notice, my dear, that you lost a dandy little appendage by the name of Chip, clearly.
1: So, did you translate anything, or...?
0: Them two boys leaving town wouldn't have nothing to do with the graduations now, would it? Maybe they crossed that bridge at the edge of town, and this here diary business is somehow related.
1: Sheriff, you just tell him everything when I'm not here? Yeah, that's on us. We was bragging
3: on y'all the other day. They might have overheard some of them details.
1: We're real proud of you, ma'am.
0: I'm proud of everybody.
1: I am making hats. Anyway, Batsinger, I guess you're not interested in those special privileges.
0: No, I'm just having fun. As it happens, I did quite a bit of translating. I've been wing-singing all over this here diary.
1: Then let's hear it. I want to know everything old Roostifer was up to.
0: Well, it seems my father went on for quite some time about sewing machines and the wickedness of exposed furniture legs, but then he revealed a plan he means to put in motion.
1: Let me guess. Roosterfer's plan involved the abacus and our missing bead.
0: That's correct. Given the importance of said bead to the town and them council boys, my daddy figured he could sell it and fetch himself a humongous fortune.
1: Roostaffer sold the graduation bead? That's why it's missing?
0: Yeah, it seems mighty likely.
1: So, Roostaffer Batsinger, your father, ruined graduations for however many decades just to make himself rich? That's evil! That's just...
0: Something maybe I would do.
1: Well, you said it, Belfry. I'll
0: admit, I recognize a certain line of thinking in these words, but never consider and which my motivations could have passed through the blood.
1: Yeah, real interesting. Anyway, how did rooster sell our graduation bead in the first place? Because those bead ghosts would have definitely had something to say about that. And who's even going to buy it? It's cursed! Who knows if we can get it back now? I'll
0: answer all them questions for you, dear. But first, let's talk negotiations.
3: Ugh...
2: Albert, be honest. How hard-hitting would you say my Fibula Von Snap radio show in the woods guest interview was?
3: You did a fine job, Chip. I particularly enjoyed the part where you put the microphone up to Julie so the audience could hear her eating apples. I knew that part would kill. She has a very humorous crunch mechanism. But I want to show you something I found around back of the cabin. It seems like we have a moment to talk while Fibula and the dolls are putting those eyelashes on Julie. Julie, baby, you're going to be fabulous, but you got to hold still, okay?
1: Uh, Next, you got to put some on me, okay? Yeah, put some on us. (laughs) Okay, babies. One eyelashes at a time, okay? okay?
3: It's back here. I want you to look at this generator. This seems to be the source of power for Fibula's cabin and radio tower. She says her Ethernet boyfriend sent it to her. Vexco Power Pal
2: Portable Generator.
3: I did a bit of research using Fabulous Portable Computer while her boyfriend was busy at his Kung Fu Movie Star classes.
2: Kung Fu Movie Star classes? He's definitely batfishing
5: her.
3: I agree, but anyhow, this item seems to be yet another unusual prototype made by Vexco. A generator capable of running on atomized Fright Power. That explains why she can run her radio programs and use the ether web out here.
2: Makes sense.
3: And one more thing. I think this is the source of your sparkle vision, Chip. You've been seeing its trail of incandescent Fright powered particles. Wait,
2: really? So all this time I've been heroically seeing a trail of sparkles that has guided our path through the wilderness that no one else can see... It's basically just been fumes from an old
3: generator? Man! Well, I wouldn't be glum, Chip. I think it's kind of neat that you can see atomized fried particles. You think? Well, yes I do. I certainly cannot see them. I just...
2: Well, I guess... I thought that seeing the sparkles was something special about me. Like I was destined to go on this journey. This just seems like a... party
5: trick.
3: Well, Chip, maybe fate has brought us here for its own mysterious reasons. Why else would we have arrived at this cabin? Which is nondescript other than the fact that it houses an elsewhere council arrestee. Which means we're very close to our goal of finding the council. Maybe you're right. And let's not forget that you have sacrificed much and endangered your safety on this journey. That's heroic. With or without magic.
2: Yeah. Wow, what a swell thing to say to a guy. You're a good friend, Albert.
3: And so are you, Chip.
2: Albert, do you think I have to tell Benita about the generator? You know, that that was the reason I saw the sparkles. I don't want her to laugh at me.
3: Well, I don't think she would.
2: I definitely need to tell her about Fibula's Ethernet boyfriend, though.
1: Babies, are you out there? I need you to come and see this we hair, here. Babies, you will got to admire what I did. Julie kept chewing everybody's
3: lashes, baby, but Fibula made it work.
1: Mister, I can't see nothing. Yeah, we can't see nothing.
3: <laughs> well, you all look very striking. Wouldn't you agree, Chip? Fibula, do you have two more pairs? Oh, dear.
2: Twitch, I just need to ask you again.
5: Do you really need us to hand them over? They took a lot of work. Listen, Mr. Clearly, I'm not the bad guy here. I am simply here to ensure that Miss Vonsnap does not do anything during the custodial phase that may jeopardize her upcoming trial with the Elsewhere Council. That includes abiding by code 177G, which states that citizens are not to accept gifts from custodians. Therefore, I'm gonna ask you all again to hand over the eyelashes.
1: Oh, dang! It hurts when you pull them off. It hurts your eyeball. I can't take them off.
2: Okay, well she also gave me a packet
5: of noodles. I sure hope you aren't going to ask for those back. No, no, Mr. Clearly. The noodles
3: are yours to keep. Agent Twitch, I want to reiterate that we are here out of a sense of duty. Our town has lost contact with the elsewhere council and our citizens cannot graduate. I hope you can look past the eyelashes into our eyes and hearts and see the truth.
5: Of course, Mr. Ghost. Twitch Strainmore isn't here to punish citizens unduly. In fact, that's why I recommend you make yourselves scarce out here and do not proceed further. You simply do not want to get mixed up in an Elsewhere Council town exit investigation. Why not, Agent Twitch? (gasps) Are they gonna zap us with the Nihilizer? Don't be silly. I simply mean that the bureaucracy involved will be unbearable. So much paperwork. You could be out here for months, maybe even years. And that was before the event came along and scrambled up the council's regular doings.
1: See, that's what I told them, baby. The big boom happened and the bureaucrat eyeball people cannot get their ducks in a row. They keep it inside their big secret eyeball dome and Fibula is the only entertainment they got,
3: baby.
5: Ooh, do they have a big secret eyeball dome? It's kind of killing me that we're not supposed to go there. Yes, Mr. Clearly. The Oculo dome is a geodesic marvel of engineering, but you would not be allowed to enter, not without a Gaia ring of indigo or violet swirls. Man, this elsewhere council business is getting cooler and cooler.
2: First I hear about a secret eyeball dome, and now here's a guy with an indigo swirl ring.
5: Look at this beauty.
3: Chip, is that the same kind of ring that those rogue agents who detained us had? Agent Sclera described it as a Gaia ring but his ring's pattern was multicolored.
5: All agents have gyre rings, Mr. Ghost, but the one you're describing is the galaxy pattern. It's a level one ring, and it's mostly used by office staff to order cakes for work anniversaries. The rings can order cakes? We should have grabbed that ring from Agent Sclera when we had the chance.
3: Well, you remember his finger, mate. That thing never would have come off.
5: These rogue agents sound like bad news all around. I commend you for escaping them and warn you to stay on your guard. The council may be slow to take action while the calm orb is undergoing its lengthy reboot process.
3: Is that why the council cannot communicate outside the walls of its dome? Because the communications need restarting like a big computer?
5: More or less. The council is tight-lipped about what caused the event, if they even know. But whatever it was, knocked all the systems
3: offline.
1: Baby, I keep telling you. Use Fibula's computer and send a message via etherweb. Fibula has EasyCupid app, and her boyfriend will get on there and tell all the little townies what's going on.
5: Miss Snap, as I've told you before, there is no ether web access out here. Whatever you are connected to, it's a private network, probably created by your mysterious online boyfriend, who for some reason I have heard quite a lot about. Wow, Fibula, this guy really
2: wants to impress you. He made a whole ether network just to talk to you. That's very romantic.
5: Even if he is... a batfish. You might want to let your boyfriend know that your trial is imminent, Miss Vonsnap. Boss says it could be any day now. That's why I came out here today. To let you know to expect the summons at any time. But I'm glad I stayed and got to know you Halloween folks. I wish I could offer more help. But all I can tell you is to stay away from the Oculo Dome. You won't find what you're looking for there.
3: We hear you, Agent Twitch, and we appreciate your counsel. We may stay here for a while and ponder our next move.
2: Albert, you and the dolls ponder. I'm going to run back to Mr. Thorne and make a call.
1: Okay, Batsinger, you got everything we discussed to finish your translation. A personal office, in the jail, with a desk, and a learned assistant.
0: Yeah, but it's Rochester. Mm. And a
1: butt pillow, and snacks, and the sheriff and deputy sheriff are not allowed in except to bring you soda. We good now?
0: I don't know about this little bitty old desk here. Got me tipping over like a tugboat. You should have been more shrewd in your negotiations, Belfry. Well, I'll give it a try if y'all ready for another passage.
1: Yes, go. Start reading.
0: Okay, we were discussing my daddy was going to sell the abacus bead for a large fortune. He was curious as to the who and how of it all, if I recall correctly. Before we turn to ashes, Belfry. (coughs) (laughs) Brustopher's Diary, 12th of grade, 8-07 in the evening, daddy says. Although I restored the graduation bead to the abacus for now... The guardian ghost hound me still, shrieking and carrying on, even as I enter the privy, where I now record this entry.
1: Gross.
0: What else? Now, this part's good. Read them words, Rochester. Roosterfer says the ghosts cling to him like a bad smell. But I am not worried about, about the curse, curse of, of the abacus. abacus. For at last my plan has come together. I have found a buyer for the graduation bead. He is an agent of the Elsewhere council.
1: He sold our graduation bead to a council agent? Oh, this just got complicated. Keep rolling, Roddy.
0: My rogue agent is an anxious eyeball with a tedious voice. I have met with him many times at our secret location in Young Belfry's treehouse. No girls allowed! I remember it well. Roddy? I believe this agent is good for the money as he showed me a large bag with a dollar sign on it. As to how I will escape the curse of the Abacus, I have arranged with the agent a passageway to the Earth dimension where no Abacus ghost can follow me. Truly, I will have flown the coop. It's the last way you went, Daddy. I might have known.
1: You might have known that Roosterfer went to Earth?
0: Later honey, some people, they like a frog at the bottom of a well. They can disguise only as big as the patch they can see. But us Batsingers always think big.
1: No, you think very small, because when you steal and sell the bead that regulates our immortal souls, then we can never graduate, and I have to do the main job of town caretaker, which is cleaning up after Batsingers.
5: Roustapha goes on from here to describe all the earth money he will have for fruit cakes, Ferris wheels, and statues of his likeness.
1: What else?
0: The next part is all wings ink. At a glance, I'd say my father has left instructions for a dead drop. Oh, well, that is to say, a location for him to leave the bead and pick up all that earth money from the council agent.
1: Okay, I have to run back to my office, but start translating. And I'll be right back to see what you come up with. Don't try anything stupid or funny or stupid or funny. <laughs>
2: Mr. Thorne, you're looking lush and in harmony with nature.
0: Thank you, Mr. Clearly. To use the trilophone network, please deposit five acorns. You heard the bird in the bucket.
2: Sure thing, Birdo. Speak the destination of your words. Benita's desk plant and Colonel Holler, please. Vibrate the leaves with your voice. Mind
0: the inchworm.
2: Hey, Benita, it's me on the trilophone. Are you busy?
1: Well, Chip, I'm very busy, but it's good to hear from you. Again, the second time today.
2: Oh, Nita, I was wondering how it sounds when your plant rings. Do you have a custom ringtone so you know who's calling?
1: Well, no, Chip. Since you are the only one who calls me on my desk plant, I always know who's calling.
2: Well, it could be Albert, or Mr. Thorne, or the dolls Buddy and Susan. Which reminds me, we have some dolls with us now. They're fun. And, Phoebe LaVon Snap is out here in a cabin and we think she's being batfished by her Ethernet boyfriend. Plus, she has a radio show.
1: Wow, that is a lot. Uh, things are pretty wild over here, too. So, okay, we found this old diary, because I helped a wizard, and the diary is by Batsinger's father, right? And he took a bead, and he wrote all about it in Old Halloweenish, which we can only kind of read, and that's all very eventful, because... Oh,
2: Nita! Eventful reminded me of the event! There was some big explosion that wrecked all the communication from the Elsewhere Council. They call it the event. Have you heard of
1: it? Have I heard of an event, helpfully called the event? No, I have not. But wait, you said they? Have you talked to the Elsewhere Council?
2: Yes. Well, no. Just the one guy who's nice. That's Agent Twitch. He's Fibula's custody officer.
1: Wait, so the Council is out there? That's huge! Uh, uh, when you talk to them, can you tell them that we're missing a bee from the Abacus of Fate and that's probably not great, so what do they suggest we do about it?
2: Okay, I'll try to remember. But then I also need to tell you about these two jerks chasing us. They're rogue agents from the Elsewhere Council, and they tried to put us in jail until Mr. Thorn broke us out with the bonsai tree. And you know how sensitive I am about being jailed. But they're called Agent Squint and Agent Stye, and they're a couple of creeps. Oh dear me, Agent Squint, are your ears burning? No, you should have worn your sun cap, you ignoramus. It's just an expression, Agent Squint. As in, once delicate ears will burn when they are the subject of discussion. As we are now, with this evasive mummy and his paper glasses. Uh, Nita, I'm going to have to call you back.
0: Oh, look, it's the Madam Caretaker and Mr. Fred Fangula showing up just in time for reading of y'all's favorite book, The
2: Diary of One Roosterfer Batsinger.
1: You're done, then. You finished the translation?
2: Do not waste the caretaker's time, Belfry Batsinger. The
5: translations are complete, albeit after several bathroom intermissions and one half-hearted escape attempt.
0: We all done. Shall I read about the fate of our souls from my daddy's diary?
1: Yes, read.
0: Okay, let me get one more swig of this soda pop what the sheriff brought in here just for me.
1: All day, Fred, all day.
0: Now, my daddy was saying he left some instructions for the council agent as to where the dead drop exchange would occur. He says, I will admit I'm pleased with myself as, as I have conceived, conceived it in an ingenious, ingenious location, location that is quite suitable for the hiding of sensitive information place of entertainment for children. No one in a million years will ever guess, no matter
1: how hard they try. Where are the instructions?
0: It is a place called Colonel Cadaver's Pizza Parade and Emporium.
1: Colonel Cadaver's? The sweaty laser tag pizzeria with the creepy robot band? That Colonel Cadaver's?
0: Oh, we used to tear it up at them birthday parties.
1: Okay, Memories, but where at Colonel Cadaver's did he hide these instructions?
0: What's it gonna matter if my daddy already sold that graduation bead? It is called following the clues. Brustopher says the instructions can only be revealed during a performance by Colonel Cadaver and his Fun Time Robot Pizza Band, but only during a specific song and a specific recording. But what is the name of this song? is a
5: boisterous song that my teenage belfry plays on repeat to wear on my nerves its
0: rhythms are so infectious and inappropriate that no decent person would ever think to play it it is called hats off to you it's recorded by curtis cretin that's a good tune wish i still had that record
1: i know somebody who does
0: chip clearly
1: yep he's like a huge curtis cretin fan I bet I can find that album in his room.
2: And I, Ruko, the manager of Colonel Cadaver's Pizza. It is after hours, but Wolfman Jack is a good friend. He will let us inside the restaurant. I'll just get my coat. Absolutely you're not. not. What well, fair? Listen here, Agent Squint and Agent Stye. You only think you're the boss around here.
1: We are the boss around here, you brush hypotenuse! Ow! Who threw that acorn? I see you, feathered fool!
2: But how did you get across the sunken bridge? Did you do a quest of friendship for the rock people? Never! <laughs> We've been busy, little beavers, making a dam! And we walked right over! Well, it doesn't matter. You're not welcome in this forest and we're not afraid of you anymore! But are you afraid of the Nihilizer? Yow! No way, pal. Ship clearly isn't a piece of bologna to be fried. You will come with us! No way! Ah, Gooseberries! He's running!
1: No matter! We will give chase! We can see the direction of your little hideout! No, you can't! He's zigging, And now he's zagging. And he's removing his bandages! And all his clothes! Invisible and naked as a jaybird. Disgraceful. Are we still to chase him? Yes.
4: Let's see. We got keys to the radio station, party wagon... There
2: we go. Colonel Cadavers. You're the man, Wolfman Jack.
1: Yeah, thanks for doing this. I know it's kind of a weird one.
2: No problem.
4: Anything for my man Fred, the caretaker, and one righteous old dude.
1: Oh, looks pretty different at night, doesn't it, fellas?
4: Yeah, it's dark in there, but... Same old Colonel Cadavers.
5: That is not reassuring.
4: I'll find the power and get these lights
5: blazing. And I will find the papal chairs until I am needed.
1: Okay, stay close, because it might get weird in here.
4: Hey, watch your step. I didn't have time to clean up after the last birthday party. Some kid got real excited and tossed up his pizza like Everywhere, man.
2: Alas, your warning comes too late for my shoe.
1: Fred, it is way too freaky in here without the lights on. It feels like somebody's watching us, you know? Did you hear that? What? What did you hear? Can I get a pizza? Pumpkin? Where did you come from? Why are you here? I love Colonel Cadavers. I thought you knew that about me. The restaurant's closed, Pumpkin. It's dark. Nobody's here. I'm here. Well, hats off to ya.
4: There we go. Found the lights!
2: And there is the Colonel Cadaver Fun Time Pizza Band.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, they are a rough-looking crew. Are you kidding? These
4: guys are the best! You got Bum-Bum Bigelow on the snare, Stanky Frankie Six-String, Bride of Fucking Stod, and Colonel Cadaver himself. He won saying happy birthday to all 53 kids in a birthday swarm.
2: Legend, man.
1: They gonna play a song for Pumpkin?
2: They will play for all of us and reveal a wonderful secret.
1: Wolfman Jack, show me where to play this record.
2: Then I thought I had gotten away, but then I heard Agent Squint go, Just the blind quaff of the invisible man in that clearing!" And I tore through the swamp, which was really squishy, but I think I lost them finally when some of Mr. Thorne's vine commandos
3: made them trip and fall. Chimp, I'm so sorry you had to flee through the woods like that. Are you injured?
2: Just my pride, and my feet, and several other
5: parts of me. So these two are more than just a couple of low-level wise guys on a power trip. Sounds like they're actually dangerous. You said they pointed a Nihilizer at you? I can't imagine how they would have gotten their hands on one of those. They didn't just point it, he did a little zap with it. It
3: really hurt. Agent Twitch, what are we to do if these agents find Fibula's cabin? I don't want any harm to come to Ms. Von Snap.
5: I'll send some council patrols out, real ones, when I get back to the Oculo Dome. But I doubt these two will be so brash this close to the council when they are so flagrantly in violation of our sacred codes.
3: Thank you, baby. You a nice man with one big nice eyeball, Mr. Twitch. Buddy and Susan are outside rummaging around our wagon trying to find you a new outfit, Chip. I think we might also have some galls out there. Baby, Fibula has mummy galls left over from when Lady Brownhair went to hospital on radio show? I wish you would let me give it to sad, invisible Chippy. I know, I know is against the rules.
5: I can turn my eye the other way in this case, Miss Fonsnap. I'm a reasonable man, not a stickler.
3: I tend to operate by the book myself, Mr. Twitch. But even I admit that sometimes our judgment must take over when the rules lack flexibility for certain contextual considerations.
2: Albert, I'm scandalized. That's the most bad boy thing you've ever said.
3: Bad boy Albert Ghost, baby. W- what do you say?
0: We must use our judgment in contextual consideration.
3: Oh, he naughty man, Albert Ghost. All right, you all. Well, I thank you again, Agent Twitch. We're going to stay the night here. Hopefully in the morning the heat will be off, so to speak, and I can return to Mr. Thorne and consult with our town caretaker about what to do next.
5: You Halloween folks are all right. You take care now.
3: Good night or not.
5: You <laughs> too, Julie. Good night.
4: off to you by curtis creton i love this record i heard they recorded it by some train tracks that were made out of ghosts
1: i was gonna say that's weird but when we put this record on colonel cadaver is supposed to give us a clue about where batsinger's father dropped a bead from the abacus of fate
4: wow
1: so how does this work
4: you just put on the record and the freaky
2: robots play it it's awesome but how will our clue be revealed
1: I guess we just watch for it. Hey, Rochester, can you see the band over there?
5: I survey all that occurs from my papal chair.
1: Hey, Granddaddy. What's the band doing? Why are their eyes all red now? Oh, they're
4: warming up. They'll finish their drinks, do some crowd work, then they'll play our record. Here
2: they go! Hello children, are you ready to have a Rootin' Tootin' Bootscootin' Pizza Chewing
0: Happy Good Fun Time?
1: Yes! yes.
0: Uh, and is there a birthday child in the audience? Uh,
1: yes. yes!
0: Please thank your name, birthday child.
1: Paul it's him. Happy birthday. birthday.
2: Well, happy birthday. Do you have a special request for the Fun Time Pizza Band?
1: Yes. We want to hear Hats Off to You by Curtis Creighton. Thank you.
0: Well, that's great because that is our favorite song. What do you say, Pizza Bad? Shall we play it now? You're cute, little man. Boop. What's up on a time? corpse on the side of the road and people said he did all right till some old crone showed up one night she crossed a spell on that dusty pile then she told him with a knowing smile from this day on you won't know peace everything you do is gonna be for me oh i love this part
1: Hey, I know we're all enjoying the Killer Robot Funtime Band, but remember, we're looking for clues to the Dead Drop location.
2: Look, Bonita. Stanky Frankie is having another drink. It could be a clue. My only brother, you wanna swallow this which is proof and hat's off
0: to you.
1: No, it's the hat. Hat's off to you. Hat's off to you. It's under his hat.
2: An old piece of paper. I see it now. It is the clue we have been looking for.
1: I'm a go, you. Mm -hmm.
0: What? I'll kill you. What?
1: Hey, Rochester. Sorry to wake you from your papal nap, but we found something and we're ready for your help.
5: Ah, yes. The clue to our dead drop location.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so, but can you read this? All the words are weird. It doesn't look like anything we saw in the diary. It looks like a word search.
2: Or some liner notes. Or a stylish sock pattern. Your clue... It's written in a sort of
5: code used only by agents of the Elsewhere Council.
1: Oh, you mean agents like the Krusty Eyeball who wanted to buy our bead from Roostifer freaking Batsinger?
5: The very same. You will need a code breaker to read this, but I am sure we are looking at directions to the location of their secret exchange.
1: Ah, we are so close! Hey, it's my turn to hold the clue paper. Put it so I can see it. You can look after you sit down and finish your pizza, Pumpkin. Okay, then I break the code. First thing tomorrow morning, Fred, let's get Chip on the vine. I want to see if he learned anything weird that can help us crack this code and track down the graduation bead.
2: I will also prepare some clever rejoinders for this conversation.
1: Ooh, yeah, let's do that, too. Okay, babies, sit on your rumpuses. It's time for the Mr. Chippy fashion show. Yeah! All right. Albert Goss, you play fashion drum, okay? All right.
3: Tell us about your new outfit, Mr. Chippy.
2: Well, we begin with a baseline of handsome gauze. Then, my midsection is covered with the finest tunic, made from a fertilizer sack that Buddy and Susan found in the wagon.
1: Hey, it's looking- Sad. Dynamite!
2: Next up, these boots are made for walking round the Nairdwell, dwell And that's just what I'll do in these extra-wide cowboy boots that Fibula had tossed aside in her woodpile.
1: My eater boyfriend
3: had bought them for me, but they're a little too big. They look pretty large, Fibula. <laughs> How big did he think your feet were? <laughs> she does got them big! Look,
1: baby, Fibula have big foots, okay, but they're not that big. <laughs>
2: And let's not forget the attractive red-framed backup, backup, backup pair of reading glasses from the Albert Ghost Truck Collection.
3: Chip, can you even see anything through those lenses? I'm extraordinarily far-sighted. I can see
2: just fine. We must have the same prescription.
3: That's doubtful, Chip, but they look good.
1: Okay now, baby, Mr. Buddy want to present you with one finishing touch for Mr. Chippy's outfit. Ta-da, ta-da! Presenting your very own Paisley neckerchief. That means you're one of Mr. Buddy's best buddies. Oh, so sweet. Let me help you
2: tie it on. Okay, Susan,
3: that's a little too tight. So
2: don't worry, I'll fix it.
3: Okay, still. Well, look at this. Mr. Squirrel has brought us a handful of long sticks. Would you all like to roast some marshmallows? Thank you, Squirrel. <laughs> say thank you, everybody.
1: Thank you, Squirrel! Let's pat him to say thank you.
3: Don't pat too hard.
1: Okay, what about
3: like this? You know pat, what, Albert? Pat.
2: This adventure is turning out pretty good. We may even be close to helping the town get in touch with the Elsewhere
5: Council.
3: It is going well, Chip. We've got friends on a nice campfire. What else could a ghost ask for? What else could a ghost ask
2: for? For his friends were three, and now are four. That's me and Mr. Thorn and
1: our two little dolls.
3: Hey, Lily Lolly, baby, you count wrong.
1: You forgot me and the fabulous one. is Julie as she still got her eyelashes on?
3: Don't tell Mr. Twitch, baby. (laughs) She is fabulous.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think Julie should sing a verse. You know she can sing, right? I heard her sing.
3: Do you think we can count, Mr. Twitch? If so, then that is seven, friends. And eight if you count the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to count the <laughs> squirrel. You do have to count the squirrel. was This is a single, Julie. You want to dance? All right. I think she does. Good job, Mr. Swallow.
1: You have to go, it's time to say bye-bye